Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, the podcast that believes in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And we've been teasing this for a couple of months now. Uh, it's been mentioned and name dropped in a few of our, our previous episodes. Well, we're finally here. We are going to be dissecting the catalog of one of the best bands of all time. That's right. I have gathered Mike, Sarah, Nathan, and Jeff, and this is the All Jonas Brothers Month. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the joke. Everybody else was as well. No, we're here to talk about the Beatles, ladies and gentlemen. I have got four Beatle heads right here with me. And we're going to be dissecting 68 of their of their songs. And we're going to choose which one at the end of this is the best. This is a 68 seed bracket. This is going to take us through July and August of 2022. And we're going to get started right here tonight. Let's start by uh, meeting our panelists. First up, Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Yeah, Chris, uh, I'm doing great. I'm super excited for this bracket. I've been looking forward to it for a really long time. I consulted boatloads of different lists to try and filter down to these 68 songs. And I still felt like I was leaving stuff out. Uh, but I, I'm super excited. I have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, I w- my original plan, I was going to try and buy all British beers uh, in honor of the British invasion. Uh, and I learned that it's, for some unknown reason, hard to find British beers in uh Alabama outside of like, you know, Guinness and stuff like that. So instead I'm just kind of doing my usual uh, stuff. And, but this one I thought was still vaguely fitting because for the fab four, I'm going to bring a beer called four hops. Mm. Uh, It's a hazy double IPA from Declaw brewing company out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Declaw, I've featured them many times, Uh, super solid brewery. See how this one is. Oh Yeah. Oh, that'll get the job done. That is really, really good. Uh, 7.5 ABV, so not too bad. I'll, I'll be able to walk out of here. That can is as big as your head. <laughs> it's, only a, it's only a pint. You also have a very small head. Touche. Let's head on out. Oh, Lord, we're going to Reno, Nevada. Sarah, it's been a while, my friend. How are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm going to assume something from the Great Basin Brewery. You are correct. It's been so long, but not long enough that you forgot. And I wanted to do a cool thing with my bear name. Um, So all the letters of Great Basin, Wild Horse, Amber Ale, some of the letters spell Beatles. So So I can match Mike Mott. No, I'm so excited to be here and see all you guys and uh, ready to probably make a few people mad. And we'll see you in September-ish, August. September, yeah, middle of September. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing you, my friend. Uh, Let's head on out. Nathan, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Last time I talked to you, you were in Montana. I don't know where you are right now. Right now, I am in the middle of Minnesota visiting family before I finish my move down to Alabama on this week, next week. So you're heading uh, to my neck of the woods. Yes, I'm heading down. uh, I'll be a little, I'll be south of Huntsville. I'll be going to Mobile. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, I am drinking because I'm in the Midwest, even though I do not like or care for the state of Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> I got their Lightning Kugel Summer Shandy uh, I'll be drinking because it's kind of warm here in Minnesota today. So cheers. I don't know what warm in Minnesota is like. I'm assuming it's in the 50s. Uh, 55. No, uh, today's about <laughs> 60 or so. So <laughs> yeah, we had a big oh, storm this weekend that cooled it off quite a bit. Oh, nice. I I. Y'all, I'd kill for 60-degree weather right now. No, we're heading back to the Sunshine State, the state of perpetual tornadoes and hurricanes. Jeff, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing good. I'm definitely not watching the lightning game while recording this. Um, But (laughs) uh, much like Mike and also unlike Mike, I like to somehow relate my beard to the Beatles in the last second. And I'm drinking the Left Hand Brewing Company Peanut Butter Stout. Uh, because we all know that both George Harrison and Paul McCartney were left-handed. Yes, we we definitely all know that. <laughs> so, you might have noticed that there are four contestants here tonight. You're not contestants, panelists. Uh, that is because we are running a four-person contest. If there is a tie, it is up to yours truly to make the tie-breaking vote. And you all know how I do with music. So I'm going to need a bigger beer. <laughs> yeah, you might. 
Uh, and to make decisions, I'm going to be holding down the bourbon train tonight. I got a bottle that my buddy Jake brought me over from Oklahoma City. Uh, you can't find this here. This is Weller Special Reserve. It's a, literally a $25 bottle. I don't know why it's so hard to find. But he brought me two of these, and I was talking to him earlier this week, and I'm like, yeah, I finally cracked one. He goes, bro, don't be stingy. We have them like crazy here. I'll drive them out to you when I come out in November. So I've got hopefully a few more bottles on the way. But uh, Weller is good stuff, if you can find it. Guess I'm coming over. Come on over. Come on over, baby. All yeah. right. No. Back to the Jonas Brothers. No. That's Christina, right? That's Christina? I think so. Aguilera? Yes. All right. You know so. what? Who cares? We're going to hear do some, do some Beatles right now. <laughs> We're going to start off with Mike. Mike, you have got our play-in game. And uh, the play-in game to be the number 16 seed, Ubladi Ublada, is taking on When I'm 64, Kind of fitting that it's uh, it's vying for one of the sixty fourth seeds. So, Mike, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, Chris, from from your pronunciation of this of that particular song, I'm already a little terrified. Um, <laughs> Not a Beatles guy, sorry. I no, no, I, no, I love you, buddy. Uh, the, so, yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, the title of when I'm sixty four. It almost felt made me feel compelled to include it on on the bracket, even as a play in game, which kind of made it more than 64 and kind of blew the whole joke, but whatever. I still felt compelled to include it because, um, you know, it's kind of one of those, uh, John called it uh, Paul's granny style music. It's got that sort of, uh, you know, vaudeville type of uh, feel to it. It's probably the best one of that particular uh, subgenre that, that the Beatles like to, you know, play around in that latter part of their career. But Honestly, those style have never really been my favorite. So this was actually a pretty easy one. I love Obladio Vlada. It is such a fantastic song. I can still distinctly remember the first time I heard it. It was 1999. And I was like, wait a minute. This song has the same melody as Why Don't You Get a Job by The Offspring. <laughs> so, I, but I and I but I instantly just thought it was fantastic. I mean, so that already had that association, and then I just absolutely loved the song. The more and more I listened to it, uh, it's got that great little piano riff at the beginning that supposedly John did as a joke, and it's got that great part at the end where Paul accident was singing it and he accidentally swapped Desmond and Molly, the, and so he said Desmond stays at home and does his pretty face, and they thought it was just funny, so he left it in. It, it's great. It always brings a smile to my face. Obladi Oblada gets my vote here. All right, next one goes to Sarah. So of the first group, this was the only one I actually didn't pick ahead of time. When I'm 64 kind of reminds me of the opening of the movie Up. Like the most tragic, heartbreaking, but entire storyline in a couple of minutes. Um, it's a sweet song. It's it's about, you know, they're, they're growing old, helping each other out. I always thought it was sweet. Obladi obladah. It brings a smile to my face, too. It's just a happy song. I don't know how many times something bad would happen. I'm like, nah, life goes on. So I, I'm going to go Obladi Oblada, too. All right. That's 2 nil. One I'm 64 is in the hole. Nathan, it's up to you. I like both these songs. Uh, when I'm 64, I actually have on my iPhone for my 64th birthday, this on my calendar to sing at my 64th birthday party. <laughs> Still have a ways to go, but that's my goal to have my big 64th birthday party and sing that song. Uh, Obladi Oblada, I first heard this song uh, from a TV show called Life Goes On in the 90s. Um, and I loved it as, as a theme song. And I still love the song today. And so I'm going to go against when I'm 64. I'm going to vote against Vera, Chuck, and Dave. And I'm going <laughs> to vote for Obladi Oblada. And with that Obladi Oblada is moving on to the round of 64. Jeff, did we get it right? You know, I think I, you did. Uh, this is a surprisingly tough decision, and I guess I shouldn't say surprisingly because it's only getting worse from here. <laughs> but for this to be a play-in game matchup, uh, I had a tough time with this. I like aspects of both songs. Um, but I will say, and I'm sure that this will be a reoccurring theme, I have a little bit of a weak spot for a piano-driven Beatles song. <laughs> so I also would have gone Obla Obla And it's sweeping its way into the round of 64. But it's got its work cut out for it because in this round of 64, it's going up against the overall one seed. And Sarah, you're kicking us off. Is it going to be Obladi Oblada or the overall one seed of Let It Be? This 
was interesting to me seeing what the the seating was. There was a lot that I was questioning the seating on. Not that Mike didn't do a great job, just you know, everyone thinks differently. Um, uh, is it cliche that I think Let It Be probably is a one seed? Obladi Obladah is a great song. Let It Be, I, I can't get around it. It's, I mean, it's pretty much in everything you hear it. Everyone's heard it. Um, you know, think it, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on this one. I, I'm going to give my vote to let it be this round. Let it be. has got the one first vote. Nathan, it's over to you. Again, both great songs. I thought about my, my love for Obladi Oblada. These are also both Paul songs. And I'll start this by saying I have a Paul bias. Uh, Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle. Um, and but there's just something about the epicness of Let It Be. Um, you know, Paul does. Uh, I think he was really at his peak with what he was doing at that time with Let It Be. Um, it, it, they named the album after it. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with Let It Be. Let It Be's got a two nil lead, Jeff. Yeah, uh, we already dive right into uh, a couple of great piano driven songs, and uh, you know, I think that there is something to say about music that kind of. Uh, elevate to another level and become these cliche songs that you hear everywhere and you know you kind of get tired of them almost because they're so ubiquitous ubiquitously uh, used for everything Um, but there's a reason for that Um, a lot of people relate and love the song Um, and for that I'm gonna go with let it be let it be moving on Mike did we get it right you know I'm I'm gonna wax poetic here for just a second because (laughs) (laughs) there there's a thing that I believe that might be controversial, but I'm just going to say it anyway. But I genuinely believe that it's a good thing that the Beatles broke up exactly when they did because they left behind such a wonderful catalog. And also they needed to continue growing with themselves as musicians. If they had stayed together, Lennon never writes working class hero or instant karma. Uh, Paul never, you know, forms wings and does band on the run. You never get all things must pass the entire album from Harrison, which is phenomenal. And you know what else you never get? You never get, let it be because let it be is Paul struggling with what he knew was coming at the time, which was the fact that he was going to be having to leave this, this part of his life that had basically been part of all of their lives for half of their lives at that point. They were going to have to leave all of that behind and and go on to new things. And he captured that feeling in of understanding that that had to be what it was going to be and understanding that he had to make his peace with it and move forward in such an incredibly powerful and moving way uh, let it be is a universal song. It's hard to imagine. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that, that don't like it or don't connect to it, but I, it's, it's a one number one seed for a reason. Uh, as I said, is a wonderful song always brings a smile to my face, but let it be, even though it's more melancholy, it does have that same effect. 100 percent uh and we're going to be talking about it a lot more later uh i'm sure over the next few rounds uh, let it be uh, gets the sweep well for this really really tough bracket we've had two sweeps in a row we are moving on just like let it be is the next matchup is going to be your eight nine seed matchup the eight seed i feel fine the nine seed dear prudence and we are going over to nathan this one was pretty easy for me uh dear prudence is a fine song um, I think what hurts it is that it's on the White Album, and the White Album's always been one of those albums that's been really hard for me to appreciate as much as, as its sisters, just because there's so much on it, and there's a lot of songs that are that are good songs, not maybe not great songs, and I think Dear Prudence is one of them. I feel fine, um, you know that 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 guitar riff is to me one of the, the the best guitar riffs the Beatles ever had. I think that was a um, a Lennon um, creation. Uh, but I feel fine is I think one of the Beatles' best songs, and I'm going to go for I feel fine. All right, I feel fine's got its first vote. Next vote goes to my uh, to Jeff. Sorry, not Mike. Uh yeah. So this one. You know, yet again, you, you spend so much time looking at these trying to come to a decision before we get here just so that you have an inkling of something that you're going to say. Um, and it was a tough one because they're two, I would say, pretty different songs um, that you really could go either way. You could vote for or against either one. And it kind of just came down to personal preference for me. Um, and for me, I kind of 
personally enjoy and relate to the sound of Dear Prudence more. Um, kind of that more psychedelic, slower rock type sound. Um, so that's what I voted for, Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence has our first dissenting vote. It is one to one. We're bringing it to Mike. Yeah, I think this is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, these are This is a tough matchup. It's fitting for an 8-9. Uh, Jeff said it uh, great that these songs are uh, both great for different reasons. Um, I love the way that Dear Prudence kind of drifts in after Back in the USSR fades out at the beginning of a White Album. And, and it just, I love... And I love the way that it escalates and gets to that look around around part where they're, you know, the beautiful harmonies and the, the sound of the guitar is fantastic. But honestly, I think I got to go with I Feel Fine here. It's got that it's got that rock and roll power that, that just the, the very first I believe it's like the very first instance of feedback ever on a pop recording. And it's just got that raw sound they're just adding a little bit of edge to edge to that um you know, that older style Beatles, you know, rock sound where they're just, you know, they're basically kind of doing, uh, they're taking the rock and roll that they grew up on and just sort of making it their own. I, I love it. Uh, and it's, it's going to get my vote here. Uh, but it's, it's, but it's a close one. Cause I do love dear prudence too. I feel fine. up two to one going to Sarah. Oh no guys, I'm about to do something here and I'll, no. I'm going to regret <laughs> it because oh, here's the problem that I have. I love Dear Prudence. To me, it's like a whole vibe. Everything about the song is just a specific vibe. And and I'll get into it every single time. Um, gosh, it hurts me because I feel fine with some of their earlier stuff. And agree, everything Mike said, it, it's rock. It's kind of what brought it over. But I have to go with Dear Prudence because that's where my heart is. And then Chris making this tiebreaker kind of <laughs> scares me. I, I don't think either. I think either way, they'll be okay moving on. Whichever one I can sleep with. But I, I just, I can't go against Dear Prudence. It's, I don't know. It's just, to me, it, it's one of those songs that just if you're having a bad day, like I listen to it and it kind of takes me out of whatever, even though I think it was about like Mia Farrow's sister or something, right? Yep. But I just, I mean, I, I can't even explain. It. It's just the whole vibe. And I love it. So, dear Prudence and Chris, please. <laughs> I don't feel fine right now. Ooh. <laughs> All right, it's two to two and it's over to me. So, uh, to me, this is kind of weird because I feel like it is like really early Beatles where they were still not trying to find their sound, but like they hadn't solidified what the Beatles were at that point. And Nathan is sitting there with his hands folded in his lap <laughs> he's nervous he's nervous um it is the hardest song i think i've heard the beatles sing and i'm not I, again i don't go too deep in their catalog but it's the hardest song I, that i that they sing i will say that i think dear prudence is a better song but i don't know that i'd actually go back and listen to it again i feel fine i will listen to a bunch but at the end of the day we're here to pick the best song and I've got to go with Dear Prudence for that. Oh, oh, oh the upset. Oh. emotions from Nathan. It was like <laughs> happiness, more, sadness, apprehension. It is a more nuanced song. There's a lot more nuance to it than there is I Feel Fine. I'm giving my vote to Dear Prudence here. Oh, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. Like I said, that was a hard one for me, so I can't be disappointed. That was I think Nathan easy. can. Oh, that, that was a hard <laughs> one for me. Oh, I got a drink. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving on. Uh, this next one here, I believe, is going to Jeff. Jeff, you are choosing between the five seed come together or the 12 seed love me do. Yeah, this one, uh, I guess probably not the first one, but this one was, was real easy for me. Um, I have a lot of influence in late 90s, early 2000s, acoustic driven um, I guess pop rock, whatever it kind of fit into singer songwriter, you could say. Um, and I just love the, the, the acoustic stylings of Norwegian wood. Um, such a beautiful song. And, uh, so hey, I'm going to go wrong, 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 wrong. I think wreck, we skipped one. What? We're doing come together versus love me do. Well, we should do that one then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I have to say about those? Hey, Come Together is uh, probably one of the uh, 
most well-known intro intros to any song that's ever existed um yeah that one's gonna go through for me (laughs) come together has a vote uh mike you're up yeah i know how every bracket supposedly is supposed to have a 12-5 upset but there's definitely no 12-5 upset here love me do is great it's a very early Beatles song. It was like their first or second number one. Uh, it's got that thing where John basically had a harmonica attached to his lips for the first two or three albums. Uh, it's very catchy, but it's very repetitive. It's very straightforward. R- Ringo's not even on drums in the in the uh, stu- original studio recording because that's how old of a Beatles song it is. Come Together is absolutely fantastic it's a perfect album opener for abbey road i love the way that ringo's drums kind of do that that little uh after the bass that bass line that uh you know it's got that super uh memorable uh intro and you know and the fact that you kind of the way that the the bass swallows it so you don't even really get that uh terrifyingly uh what he's saying given what happened uh, about 10 years after the fact is that he's saying shoot me but the bass covers up that part. And then all of the, all of the lyrics, like they're kind of vaguely nonsensical and yet they also work in this weird way. It's just, it's such a fantastic song. I I love come together. Um, as we all know, Aerosmith has a great version of two. This is still the superior version. I stand by that. Come together gets my vote. Come together. has got two nil lead going over to Sarah. Yeah, this isn't going to be a 12, five upset. Um, I'm going to piggyback off with, Mike said I was going to say for a song that has so many nonsensical lyrics, you can't even tell that when you when you break down the words, yeah, they don't make sense. But together, you know, every single line, you rock out the entire song. And honestly, a lot of people know this song from Aerosmith, which is okay. I think the version they did was fantastic. But either way, that just means somebody knows this song. So yeah, come together. All my votes. Nate, Nathan, do we have a sweep? Um, yeah, I mean, let me do is is, is fine. I, I also have a bias uh, towards later Beatles songs, and the early ones just don't do it for me. Uh, Come together. I do think it's probably one of the more overplayed Beatles songs on on radio. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Aerosmith version either. That just adds to how often I hear it. And but but it's still a great song, just not one of my favorites. Uh, but Come Together to me is the better song, and it gets my vote come together sweeping its way into the round of 32 we're moving on jeff is a soothsayer so we're gonna see what happens here the four seed norwegian wood the 13th seed of oh darling and we're starting it off with mike for a 413 matchup this one's actually really hard for me i love oh darling it's that it's got that I mean, Paul's basically doing his best Little Richard here. He is absolutely wailing, absolutely shredding his vocals, hitting notes that I just, it's amazing to, to hear him hit. And it's so much fun to sing along to uh, when you're driving or something like that because nobody can hear that you're missing those same notes and you don't really care just because you're just wailing and having a great time. I love Oh Darling. And I love Norwegian Wood. It's the very first time the Beatles used the sitar on a song it's actually also the best song of theirs that features the sitar i think that's largely because george didn't really know how to play it yet so he was just sort of playing it like a guitar but it it just gives it this great otherworldly sound and i love the way that john is basically singing about having a one night stand while he is married but he's doing it in such a way that it's just hidden enough that you could that you might not pick up on it it's it's such a and it's got such a fun sense of humor about it like he wakes up alone so he so he like sets sets her place on fire it's just great i yeah i think i gotta go with norwegian wood here it's a little more unique it's a little more um it has a little more of a special place i think in their catalog for where it came uh in rubber soul but i do love oh darling too uh it's but I, i just think norwegian wood uh gets the the slight edge for just being a little bit more unique in their catalog and probably a little better known, too. All right, Sarah, you're up. So this was actually kind of the opposite for me. I saw that Norwegian Wood was a four seed, and I was a little bit surprised by that. And I think it's just never really been on my radar. Um, oh, darling, I love it. it. He's mad. And I thought maybe my, maybe I'm wrong, Mike, but I thought it was that he wrote it 
for John for splitting up the Beatles. That was like his breakup song to him. I, I could be, be right. wrong, but you might be right. that there's like so much like raw emotion from Paul, right? Like you never get just that raw emotion from him. I mean, this wasn't even a question for me. Oh, darling, all the way. And like, like I will sing every chord totally incorrectly, but I will still rock out every single time. So, oh, darling gets my vote. And with that, we've got a one-to-one tie. Norwegian Wood and Oh Darling. Next vote goes to Nathan. So with this one, I think it's the... I, I did not grow up a Beatles fan. And I first really was brought... The Beatles were brought to my attention during my freshman year of college when I took History of Rock and Roll. And one of the songs that he played was... And I'll probably reference some, this this classic in later because it was really influential on me. Uh, but... Uh, he talked about how important Norwegian was to the development of the Beatles. And he went about the lyrics and the sitar. And for some reason, that song was really one that got me hooked into the Beatles. Uh, oh, Darling's a great song. Um, I, I, I love it. Uh, and even though it's going against a Paul McCartney song, I got to go for uh, Norwegian Wood. I think it's one of John Lennon's best songs. Norwegian Wood gets my vote. Norwegian Wood's got a two to one lead. Jeff, you're up. Yeah, I'm gonna scoot this one right along. Norwegian Wood is a uh, is an absolutely lovely song. Um, as someone who grew up in the kind of singer songwriter acoustic uh, era of the '90s and early 2000s, it fits right in with everything that I've loved in music and kind of inspired me. So, Norwegian Wood and Norwegian Wood has picked up a win. It's moving on to the round of 32, and we're moving on. The next vote could get a little bit testy, so let's see what happens. The sixth seed is Revolution. The 11th seed back in the USSR. We're going to Sarah. So on this one, it it wasn't a big seeding issue for me. Uh, Revolution, I, both of the songs are basically political unrest. Uh, back in the USSR, I think kind of was more of a mockery song. I like the hardcore rock and roll of Revolution, and it kind of makes me want to go and protest. Um, so I'm going to short and sweet give my vote to Revolution. Revolution's got a vote. Next vote goes to Nathan. So preparing for this, I made notes, and Sarah just pretty much stole almost everything I was about to say. But um, <laughs> uh, I agree. I think they're both political songs. I think they're very different political songs. Um, I, th- I think Revolution, I think it, I, I compared a lot to the Who's We Won't Get Fooled Again. I think there's some similarities there in terms of where things were during the, the late 60s and into the 70s and, 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 and comparisons to where we are now. Uh, but to me, Revolution, whether it's Revolution or Revolution 1, um, the acoustic version, t- lyrically, it's great. It's perfection. I got to go Revolution. Revolution's got a 2-0 lead going to Jeff. Uh, yeah, this was actually a real easy one because I'm not actually a huge fan of back in the USSR. It seems like it could be more of like a, I don't even know, like a Billy Joel song or something. Um, so this is like, this is the one piano-driven song that I am not a fan of. Uh, so, yeah, I'm giving my vote over to Revolution as well. It's a great song. Revolution on the verge of a sweep. Let's go to Mike. Yeah, Revolution's going to get the sweep here. I, I actually do love back in the USSR, uh, especially the little, like, Beach Boy pastiche thing that happens in there towards, you know, towards the uh, bridge part. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like half... Um, homage and half like gentle mockery it's it's great i think it's a fantastic album opener especially the way it's it has that that airliner coming in at the beginning it's it's a great way to open the white album but it's not revolution revolution was a double a side with hey jude i mean revolution is revolution was the song that john lennon couldn't get the guitar to sound loud enough so he said screw the amp and just plugged his guitar straight into the soundboard to get that extra chunky sound um and I love Revolution One as well, which is basically the as as uh, Nathan said the acoustic version. But my favorite thing about that one is when he gets to the destruction part because he goes, "You can count me out," and then he goes in like he's not entirely sure which way he's which way he lands on that. It's it's a fantastic song. It always gets me revved up to start some shit. I love Revolution, so it's getting my vote here. Revolution has the sweep, and we are moving on. Three picks left in this bracket or in this portion of the bracket, at least. Uh, this one here, we're going to start with Nathan. Nathan, you're choosing between the three seed, I Want to Hold Your Hand, or the 14 seed, She Said, She Said. Yeah, uh, this one was kind of easy for me. Um, I'm very much a harmony person. I don't like conflict. And I remember reading about 
the production of She Said, She Said. And it got really, really intense to the point where Paul McCartney just walked out. Um, he wasn't part of the final part of producing the song, uh, which for Paul McCartney to walk out on something, um, you know, I think, I think um, him and John were the only ones who hadn't walked out at some point in the Beatles career. Um, so I think John was the only one. Um, but for some reason, she said, she said, I, I like it. It, it I have a bias again towards later songs. I think the one caveat to that is, is I want to hold your hand. It's a classic. Uh, it's what introduced a lot of people to the Beatles. Um, even though both of these aren't two of my favorite songs, I need to vote for, um, I want to hold your hand. Hold your hand picks up its first vote. The next pick here is going to Jeff. Yeah. I, um, I kind of fall in the same boat as Nathan where I, I lean towards liking the, some of the older stuff more. Um, and I think in this case, it's just enough of a difference. Um, the she said, she said really kind of hits a lot of the um, kind of later alt rock um, inspiration that I, uh, I grew up enjoying and listening to. And I want to hold your hand. I mean, it's, it's a great classic song. I think everyone wouldn't probably tell us that they know that song way more. But I think she said, she said is actually a better song. Now, she said, she said, picked up a one vote, and it is tied up with Hold Your Hand. Next pick here is going to Mike. All right, here comes the blasphemy. I really like I Want to Hold Your Hand, but it's it's not one of my favorites. I understand its importance in terms of the Beatles, and I still love it because it's still a great early Beatles song. You know, obviously, it it's basically the song that broke them in America. So it's a hugely important song. But in, in the earlier singles, it's just kind of middle of the road. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I'll always sing along. Uh, I, I would never skip it. There's basically zero Beatles songs I ever skip uh, if I'm, you know, if they come up on my, uh, you know, Spotify or whatever. But I love, love She Said, She Said. Uh, this is going to be a running theme. And in fact, Sarah was ripping me on it. She's like, you're just going to vote for all the songs from revolver. And she's like, I think there's some exceptions to that rule, but revolver is 100% my favorite Beatles album. Uh, so there will be a little bit of a common theme there. And she said, she said might be my favorite song on revolver. It's definitely top three. It has this fantastic guitar sound. It's got those acid inspired lyrics and it's just, you know, revolver as a whole is that is a perfect bridge between their older, you know, kind of more classic rock sounds and the psychedelic stuff that they were moving towards. It's a heavier album and it just, it hits me in all the right places. So, uh, I'm going to give, she said, she said the edge here and, uh, put it in Sarah's hands and possibly Chris's hands. Oh, no one wants that. Sarah, give me your opinion. You know where this is going, Mike. You only voted for it because it's on Revolver. Untrue. I love this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I? I got to be honest here. Um, I want to hold your hand. Is kind of what introduced me to the Beatles. To clarify, it's not like I was a child and I saw them on the Ed Sullivan Show, but it's <laughs> their earlier kind of catchy stuff that really drew me into the Beatles. Actually, neither of my parents were either uh, were Beatles fans, um, so I'm not quite sure how it came to be but it was these earlier songs that you know there are a few further down on the other list and the other brackets um so i don't know why this keeps ending up in my hands but uh chris this one's on you pal yeah this one's interesting right because i want to hold your hand is like the og beatles it's the the beginning of the beatles it's the song that Anyone even my age now, when you think of the Beatles, that's really what you kind of think of. Everyone knows, you know, uh, Let It Be and stuff like that. But everyone thinks of like, uh, love, love me, do it. I want to hold your hand. That's what you think of. But I'm actually kind of in Mike's corner here. I think she said, she said the better song. And that's what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss what the better song is. I'm giving my vote to she said, she said. Whoa. That's a prize part of an event genuinely thought i was going to be the only vote there until jeff said it and then wow okay and with that she said she said is moving on nathan has signed off the bracket in protest <laughs> oh and i'm saying uh. <laughs> well, no if this was another two songs i'd be throwing a little fit with my dog here uh but um 
either, those songs are both great. Um, she said she says a great song. Um, I look forward to it going on to the next round. Uh, we're we're going to discuss it in uh, about three or four episodes. So uh, yep. stay tuned. But we're moving on. No rest for the wicked as we move on to the 7-10 matchup. The seven seed can't buy me love. The ten seed across the universe, and we're starting this one with Jeff. Oh, Jeff got bit by the oh, mute bug. Big the ass bug mute strikes bug again right on the microphone. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another one that I think uh, is a good chance I'll be in trouble for. Um, because I, well, uh. Here on this bracket, I have learned quickly that I am a much of a different type of Beatles fan in the fact that I love the music, and that's about the extent of my love. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to bet, and I you know, haven't polled everybody, but I'm probably the only one that hasn't watched the most recent Beatles documentary that dropped. Probably. Oh, no. Okay. Sarah oh, didn't watch really? it either. Oh. I, I feel less bad. I actually haven't finished it yet because I'm saving the rooftop concert for a day that I really, really need it. <laughs> okay. See, those are feelings that I don't have. But I do have one specific instance in my life where I can attach some uh, emotional uh, output to the Beatles other than just being a general uh, lover of music. And that was the Across the Universe movie that came out in 2007. And while I don't know that it was a great movie, there was a lot of good that came out of it. Uh, Some great covers, some great songs. Um, But I genuinely learned to love this song more than I would say most of the rest of Beatles songs uh, from that movie. And, uh, can't buy me love is a fantastic song again it's leans leans toward the earlier side of the beatles that i don't necessarily love as much but i my vote's gonna go for across the universe here across the universe has its first vote next goes to mike this is a really tough one for me uh honestly across the universe i think is is a pretty legendary song as far as beatles songs go it's uh I mean, it's the song that NASA chose to to beam into deep outer space to introduce ourselves to aliens. I mean, fittingly based on the title, but still, I mean, that's not nothing. Uh, it's funny because I actually remember the first version that I heard of Across the Universe was actually the Fiona Apple cover at the very end of Ple- of the movie Pleasantville. And I remember thinking, wow, this is I don't know this song, but this is beautiful. Like you could just hear it drifting over over the the at the very end as it goes into the credits. I was like, this is a beautiful song. And it was a couple years before I learned where the song came from. Uh, like, like uh, other people, I, d- I also didn't grow up with the Beatles. I, g- I got into them in college. Um, I left it ambiguous, but sweet, merciful Jesus. I really hope we're all talking about the album version that appeared on let it be. And not the version that uh, appeared that appeared on that other compilation album with the high pitched vocals going, change my world i can't i i can't with that one it just it 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 grates on me like i was amazed to find out it wasn't yoko that was doing those those vocals i always thought it was but i actually looked it up before this uh so that's a strike against it can't buy me love i just it's a simple song it's earlier beatles it's it's a highlight off a hard day's night and i think oh man I, I this was this was one I did not actually know which way I was going to vote going in. Can't buy me love as much as I love the song. I'm a little as is, as has been mentioned. I also kind of veer a little bit more towards later Beatles songs as much as I love the earlier stuff. I just think they refined their stuff so much. I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling. I'll get to the point. I think can't buy me love part of my love for it. It is also just a great song. But I I wonder if it benefits a little too much from having the mental image from of them all dancing in the field and hard days night and everything like that. Ah oh, man, but I think it still wins for me. I do love across the universe, uh, but can't buy me love is just, it's, it's the song I would, I'd, I'd rather put put on. It just, it's so it's simpler, but it's, it's jollier and it, and it's the whole band, like across the universe is wonderful song. It is. It really does feel like sort of a John Lennon solo song. Can't buy me love is very clearly the work of the whole band. So uh, that's going to get my vote, but it's, it's really close. We've got a one-to-one tie. We're bringing the next vote over to Sarah. So like Jeff, I have not seen the new documentary, and I think that's just, I need time to sit down and digest it. But unlike Jeff, Across the Universe, 
that movie kind of ruined it for me. And in all yeah. fairness, I wasn't high. And I don't know that I watched it <laughs> under the right settings. I, I wanted to like it so much. Um, and I don't know if it was kind of a forced viewing. So it's not really the movie's fault. But since then, I eh, I just I kind of can't with it anymore. But I, I will rewatch it one day and see if maybe my thoughts have changed on that. But yeah, like Mike said, Can't Buy Me Love, some of the earlier Beatles, some of that stuff still very near and dear to my heart because that's, I, I have a Snoopy's Beatles album. It's the most ridiculous thing. Um, but it's all the Snoopy's character singing the Beatles and all the older stuff was on it. And I, for some reason, I listened to that like a lot and I was probably 20 years old. So it's not like I was a kid. Um, but yeah, can't buy my love. Let's get my vote. Nathan, it's over to you. Again, this is the classic battle of, you know, older Beatles versus, you know, later Beatles. Um, I think that's a, a conflict a lot of Beatles fans have. Um, cause I really do believe the Beatles got better as time went on. Uh, for me, can't buy me love. Uh, the first Beatles movie I ever saw and owned was uh, Hard Day's Night. And there's a lot of songs in that movie I really like. And, and Can't Buy Me Love is one of them. Across the Universe, I've never seen the movie Across the Universe. Uh, but as I was preparing for this and re-listening to songs and reading song lyrics, um, across, the lyri across the Universe, um, Lennon was really, really at his peak, I think, writing songs at this time. Um, I mean, as, as good as, uh, you know, um, the walrus and all this, you know, images of broken light, which dance before me like a million eyes. For some reason, just that one phrase just gives me goosebumps. I got to go with across the universe, even though it means making it a tie and giving it to Chris. <laughs> Chris had no idea what he was signing up for. <laughs> oh god! I love the fact that you guys, all four of you just cringe when you hand this over to me. <laughs> I think you've done great so far. You actually have. Liar. Except for I feel fine, you have. <laughs> well, you're someone's not feeling fine then, Nathan. Someone's <laughs> not feeling fine. Uh you know what? It, I, I actually know both these songs. I have seen the movie Across the Universe. I did not hate their version of Across the Universe. I you know, I like Evan Rachel Wood. It's it's a perfectly fine movie. Who was the man in that? Who was the male lead? Uh he was also in twenty one, couldn't tell you his name. Yeah. Not memorable. Well, while I'm talking, somebody looked that up. Um, Selma Hayek was a nurse. Jim, Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this it goes back to for me. You know, there's the the music that made the Beatles popular, and there's the music that made them iconic. And "Can't Buy Me Love" made them popular. They made that. It's one of the songs that made them the the sex symbols, the the, the like their first boy band. But the storytelling and the, the lyrical use in Across the Universe to me is next level. I love that song. I do. It, I get why it's not everybody's cup of tea. But when I think of the Beatles, that's the version of the Beatles that I want to remember. Uh, I'll listen, I, I've heard Can't My Be Love, but I promise if that comes on my on my random, uh, my YouTube music, if that comes on YouTube music because I don't do Spotify, I'll hit skip sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. I don't think I'll ever skip Across the Universe. So I'm giving my vote to Across the Universe here. Hmm. No, I, I can't be I can't be mad at that. I just as long as we're clear that it's not the version with the high pitched vocals, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually only listen to that version. I don't listen to the original. <laughs> Dick. All right. Well, with that being said, we have got just one more pick left this episode. It's going to be the two seed in my life. The fifteen seed happiness is a warm gun, and we're going to be starting this one off with Mike. Gosh, I love love happiness is a warm gut. Uh, the, the way that Lennon, like he just saw that it was a phrase that he saw in some American magazine or something like that. And he just wrote this whole stream of consciousness thing and strung all these disparate ideas together with this crazy imagery. He, he does that so well in so many of these songs in ways that, that it's like kind of nonsensical, but it's still very compelling and very accessible. Happiness is a warm gun is an awesome song i love it and boy did it deserve a way better fate than getting absolutely annihilated by in my life in my life is uh, happiness the warm gun is a song i love in my life is 
fucking masterpiece. It is such a beautiful song by by a guy who I mean, I was just talking about happiness is a warm gun, you know, Lennon writing that song. Put these two together and tell me the same person wrote both of these songs. That's insane to me. But Lennon was not necessarily known as much for being a hard on sleeve type of guy. And yet when he did, he absolutely knocked it out of the park in my life is an incredible song. I mean, there's a reason that you're going to probably see somebody dance to it at half the weddings you're going to go to in the entire, in your entire life. I, I could say a lot more about it, but I'm so confident that I'm going to later that I'm just going to give it my vote and uh, pass it to the other panelists. All right. Next vote goes to Sarah. Surprisingly, I have like literally the exact same feelings on this. I love happiness is a warm gun. And my notes were specifically wish it was seated over something else um, because, yeah, there, it, it cannot go up against in my life. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs. It's very personal to me. I have a giant poster of it in my music room. Um, it's off the Rubber Soul album, which F we're talking is my number two Beatles album. So yeah, in my life, but, but no disrespect to happiness is a warm gun. It's a great song. It's a great melody. I love it. It just got bit by the, the seating bug. Nathan. I'm going to try and say this as this one was probably the most emotional one for me. Um, Happiness is a warm gun is a great song. I think it's a very sensual song, very romantic song. I made the mistake of listening to this after a recent gun tragedy. And it, for some reason, just really spoke to me in a different way. Um, But it's still a great song, Uh, but it really, really, let's do it a lot differently at that point. In my life is a great song. Um, in two days, I'll be cel- celebrating and acknowledging the fifth year passing of my father. And um, that song really um, got me through that really rough time. And I can guarantee you on Friday when I'm at his grave, I'll be having this on my playlist. Um, and so just based on that, based on how power, I mean, it's kind of funny how Mike said, you know, he, p- he played at weddings. Um, I want to play at my funeral someday. Um, if, if, if I'm able to be there, um, which I won't be, um, but, um, I need to go for in my life. It, it, it's a great song. It means a lot to me. Um, and sorry, I got a little bit emotional on that one. Uh, no, wear your emotions on your sleeve, man. We're good with that, but we're going to bring can the last I second pick. that. That was a song for that. I thought of my dad too. So that's amazing. I feel you. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. We're going over to you to close us out. Yeah, this one was actually really tough for me. Um, cause I, I personally absolutely love happiness as a warm gun. It is a great song to just turn on in the car, put the windows down and just rock out to. It's just, it's got that feel to it. Um, but one thing that we haven't touched on much, and I don't know if it was on purpose cause we certainly didn't come to any sort of agreement is the plethora of Beatles cover songs that exist in this universe. Um, and this is one that I have to point out specifically because it gives a very, very different meaning to the song. Um, but the uh, Johnny Cash album that he released just before he passed um, did a cover of In My Life. And holy shit, <laughs> does it just hit you differently? Um, because, I mean, at that point, you, it, just imagine the things that he had seen and done and been around. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, such a such a well written song that, that there's nothing that could have touched it in this round. In my life is sweeping its way into the round of thirty two, and that brings us to the end of the episode. Let's recap, shall we? As we move into the round of thirty two, when it gets to this part of the bracket, we're going to have "Let It Be" against Dear Prudence, "Come Together" against Norwegian Wood. I'm looking for everyone to keep a straight face while we discuss it. That one right there. (laughs) Revolution against She Said, She Said, and Across the Universe against In My Life. We had tough decisions tonight. Those tough decisions don't end. We're going to continue them throughout the next couple of months as we crown the best Beatles song of all time. I hope you all are ready to have your hearts broken. Mm. If you enjoy what we do at Boozy Bracketology, a couple things you can do. One, be like our friend Nathan here patreon.com slash ptebb is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content it's also a great way for you 
to say thank you to us. That sounds terrible of me to say, but for you to to give back to the the show that hopefully you have a lot of fun listening to. Uh, we use that money right there to buy new equipment to always kind of upgrade what we're doing here at Boozy Bracketology and sound our very best for you. Uh, if you can't afford help right now, I get it. 100%. We've all been there. Uh, five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be absolutely awesome of you. Uh, find us on Facebook, The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. I guarantee we'll be on there talking about this when this episode comes out. We're going to have feelings. It's okay. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Boozy Bracketology, Twitter at Boozy Brackets due to character limitations. And do my eyes deceive me or do we now have a Discord? Jeff, what's our Discord? Also, tell me what Discord is. <laughs> well, uh, I'll make sure to run a class for the older folk later. Uh, Thank but you. yeah, D- D- Discord is basically our new home for um, just to get everyone to come together. Uh, right now. Uh, right now, later, whenever you'd like. Uh, basically, it's just a big uh, group chat hangout area where we can all kind of discuss different things, um, go over new bracket ideas or things that we said wrong or, um, you know, trivia. We've got our pub trivia experience. We can go over all sorts of things over there and chat about it. Um, just a lot of stuff going on, and we, we, we don't quite know what what it's going to turn into, but we're excited about it. You can join us on there. Uh, just go to the URL, P-T-E-B-B dot com slash discord there you go we will see you next week with another episode the second quadrant in the round of 32 for boozy bracketology i have been chris he meant round of 64 and i have been mike i'm sarah i'm nathan and i'm jeff have a good one everybody